Hi, I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and I'm here today with my niece, Haley Perry. And Haley is from Massachusetts, and we are just going to have a conversation about art and fiber art and creativity and life, aren't we, Haley? Yeah, sounds great. Okay. Thanks for the introduction. Tell them who you are, Haley. Introduce yes. yourself. Sure will. So yeah, as you said, I'm Haley Perry, and I am a uh, working artist. And um, I'm from Massachusetts, but I have a, a studio in Rhode Island um, here in New England, where all like big one, one big state anyway. And um, yeah, I have a, a rug hooking studio. I have some, some great influences in my life and who taught me rug hooking, mainly Deanne and my mom, um, who are, have passed the craft to me. And um, I've, I've been rug hooking since I was a child, um, but mostly drawing and painting. And a really interesting thing has happened to me where um, rug hooking has become uh, an art form. I really enjoy uh, doing as much as I enjoy painting at the moment. And I'm not sure I anticipated that, but it's been a, a nice transition for me. So, um, so yeah, so that's where I'm at. So you did a, a BA in fine art and then you did an MFA, right? That's right. Yeah. So, uh, but in painting, um, and I'm, I'm a mixed media painter. So, um, I, I've always worked with fibers in that sense in that I'm a collage artist, um, and, and also a drafts person. I love to draw. So I'll draw ever since I was a child, I'll draw anytime I can. So that's really informed, um, both my painting practice and my, my rug hooking practice. And you're a natural drawer, aren't you, Haley? Like, yes. I know that you've practiced a lot, but you had a lot of natural talent from the beginning, did you? I would say so. And I think um, the ability to draw um, definitely encouraged me to keep going and become an artist. Um, but it's also just a, always been a really, really in, just enjoyable thing. Um, the practice of drawing, it, it just, it, it hits certain synapses in your brain that I don't think anything else else can um and and it's a really powerful tool in any kind of art making mm -hmm. what do you mean what how how does that how does that happen for you when you say it it you know hits certain synapses in your brain what does drawing do for you it's a it's mostly um I think it's 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 part challenge um it's a challenge you set up for yourself um, it's like it's like solving a puzzle in a way. Um, it's uh, if, if this is I, I guess also what I'm speaking of is sort of uh, drawing from life or drawing realism. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's like this little problem you you set up for yourself that you then have to solve through the act of of looking at something really really hard, mm -hmm. and then the result of that being an expressive art piece there's just it's just really interesting there's not much else out there like it I feel like mm. yeah I love that I love the idea of setting up a problem for yourself because I feel like that's what I do you know with every not just in a rug itself but in every part of making the rug like in every area mm. I have problems and I'm constantly solving them I think that's what I like fooling around on the computer too, you know, when I'm working on my web page or whatever. It's the same kind of feeling, which, it, you know, you wouldn't expect it to be. But I have to sort of um, solve problems in my thinking, how I'm thinking. Mm. Am, is my thinking repetitive? 
Like I think about that a lot. Is am I is this repetitive thinking? And then I can't get any further because I'm repeating the same thing over and over again, repeating patterns. Do you know what I mean? And I think about yeah. that in my yeah. art as a whole, like how do I, because I feel like as you get older as an artist, the growth of your art is slower in a way, you know? Yeah, I think um, that's really true, actually. It's something that um, I look at, I'm looking at really hard in my painting work right now of, um, I always have the same composition that I've been making over and over again for years. And to break out of that is really hard. And and there's nothing wrong with repetition because you can learn a lot. Mm-hmm. from repetition as well but trying to break that mold and make something else and I've made some really ugly paintings in the past couple of months just trying to challenge um, myself so um, yeah I, I definitely think that that is is true um, you know you don't want to be too repetitive you want to grow and you want to learn always but it's like being an artist you sort of have to push yourself to do that because nobody else is going to do it for you mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. How, how do you push yourself forward what do you do mm. well right now i'm doing um changing in in format i think like just technically if you're gonna try to push yourself in a new direction um I just made some larger paintings about um, 22 by by 30 inches or so. And um, I wasn't really getting anywhere with them. So I changed, I started doing post-it size paintings, mm-hmm. yeah. little watercolor paintings. Yeah. And I think like that has been a real big breakthrough for me just within the past couple of weeks. And I think the same is for, true for rug cooking too, changing yeah. your size, changing your medium can yeah. really break you and push you forward. It can surprise you. Yeah, I think that really uh, helps change your composition too. You know, if you start relying mm-hmm. on a similar composition, which I think most artists do because there's things we're comfortable with and it is the way we yeah. see, right? It's the way we see things. But when we change, and it's such a practical, sensible answer to a sort of com- what seems like a complex problem, but really that's the truth in art is that the answers are often very simple. Very simple. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. It's I'm kind of been thinking a lot about my process and it all boils down to, I think, really simple things that can seem really complex when you're you're in the weeds and you don't know what to do and it's overwhelming and emotional and it's like, <laughs> you know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. simple answer. Simple answer, but it's a good practical answer, you know, how to push yourself forward, change your format, you know? Yeah. or your medium or or your medium yeah one of the things I always look forward to is some new fabric or some new um and you know I know painters look forward to a new brush or a new a new tool like a a tool that they haven't used before it might be found on a beach or whatever but for me that's always like a new wool or a new fabric that I haven't seen or used before or sometimes what I really like to find is um a way to simplify a new shape because with rug hooking, I find that some shapes are just too complex. Right. And uh, yeah, to make them really work, you really have to be able to simplify the shape. So taking a when, so when I draw, I just try to really just find a new way of simplifying some, something that I haven't used before, you know, it's a caribou or, or, you know, silhouette or what, whatever. 
What did you, yeah. What did you learn in art school that you're taking to your hooked mats? Oh gosh. Um, that's a, a really good question. I rely on my intuition a lot um, when I'm designing mats. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, certain, but it, it's like, it's not art school. It teaches you a lot, but it also gives you time. Mm-hmm. And I think the time that I spent in art school working was what taught me the most not to say I didn't have amazing people who taught gave me a lot of information um but I think my experience with color and my love of color um art school teaches you the basics about Mm -hmm. things like that but it's the time that you take to explore um and art school also provides that time to do that but um you could certainly, you know, so you start now play with color for years and, you know, you don't know probably just as much as I do. Um, the thing that art school taught was a lot of contextual information. Like how do you fit your work into the world? So mm-hmm. more of a um, conceptual kind of uh, ideas and, and things like that. Art history is really important. Art history actually has taught me a, a lot. Um, when designing the mats that I've been making for sort of my more fine art rug hooking work, um, thinking about what uh, folk art is, what stories uh, kind of are in images and stories are in the rugs and what they represent and how to sort of critique my own work. Um, Maybe that's another answer for what art school taught me is to take a real critical eye to things that I do. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, maybe, maybe that is, is the answer to critique and to, to uh, sort of decode what it is I'm trying to say and how to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and what, so let's talk about your kits and patterns. Like you, you have a line of kits and patterns like I do at loop by loop studio. Right. And mm-hmm that's one kind of work, right? Yeah. So let's talk about the difference between that. Cause I, I think that's, um, you know, that's like balancing a home and family almost, you know, a home and family mm-hmm. with work. It's like, they're like two different things. Are, are they not for you? Oh yeah, no, definitely. I think there's a little bit of uh, interesting crossover happening. Um, but for the most part, they are separate. There's the work that is um, encouraging people to rug hook, which is, you know, an important part of, of our practice as rug hookers, the community right. of rug hooking and sharing and, and everything. So, um, but, but yes, the kits that sort of encourage people to rug hook, and then they can put up something cute on their wall that they've made or made it into a pillow. And then there's work that goes a little bit beyond that, that I've been making that, you know, I'm putting together sort of a fine art portfolio, um, maybe to have a, a show or, or what have you. And that work is, is more narrative work, I would say. Um, it has a story and some meaning and um, it's sort of using uh, images to, to express something else. It's, it's being more daring with color, um, and taking more risk. Um, whereas the other work maybe isn't doing that as much because people don't always want to put a risk on their, uh, 
their counter, you know, in their kitchen or whatever. And some people do, you know, um, but, but yeah. And, and I think the new work has been very fulfilling. Um, it also, it's, that's a, the other thing it fulfills a need, um, to be expressive, uh, where, where the more saleable work, uh, fills a need to make people happy, <laughs> you know, and as I agree. And to, I, I always think too, that the, like, uh, the, the kits, the patterns, the things that we use to teach other people can lead them to a place where the expressive work is, becomes important to them. And, absolutely, and, you know, so can lead them to art if they wanted to, or it's perfectly fine just to make cute things. I mean, I do that with other, with other things all the time. You know, I'm just going to make a sweet little, whatever, a, a, a scarf or a pyramids or do you know what I mean? And I'm just happy making. Um, yeah. are, you, are you just happy making? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good question. I am sometimes, I love to make just, um, happiness, happy, you know, beautiful things. Um, I remember there was a time when I wasn't making as much art because I had a more traditional job and I came home and that was like right before I got married and I came home and I was planning my wedding and, um, every day I'd come home and make paper flowers for the wedding we were going to have. And there was something I had to use my hands every day. And I wasn't using that artistic side of the brain. I wasn't, I wasn't coming home and painting and, and, um, and everything. And I would say it was made me really happy mm-hmm. <laughs> to do that. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I would have want, wanted to go on my life, just making paper flowers, you know, the, right. the rest of my life. Um, I maybe would have needed to be a little more expressive in certain ways, but I think that that would have come out of paper flowers. What kind of paper flower? If I, if I only had paper flowers to make, I think I naturally would have made expressive personal paper flowers after a while. Yeah. You know, I don't, I agree. I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Cause when I started hooking rugs, I was just hooking rugs. I was making mats for the floor I was making. And then that just like the feel of it just felt right to me. You know, the motion, I just was connected to the motion. And then I agree, it it just, the the expression evolves from whatever it is that you're making. And if I, I, I think you're right, if you could have only made paper flowers, they would have been just these amazing, gigantic paper flowers yeah. eventually, or tiny miniature paper flowers or, but those pa- paper flowers would have also had a narrative. Yeah, I think so. And I think that's within all of us, really. I think it's just the act of doing. If you're somebody that needs to touch materials and transform them every day, um, and that's not something, you know, we talked about talent and being born with it. I think it just comes through practice Mm -hmm. and, and you just have to do every day. And then things who know, regardless of who you are, as long as you're devoted to that practice, they'll just naturally they have to evolve they have to go somewhere let's talk about the difference between uh painting and fiber art and how you feel about making that transition because like painting i you know i don't i truly believe that uh painting has more respect it has more love it's more romantic um it's seen as more beautiful it's uh 
understood in a completely different way than any hook drug that you make will ever be, I think. Yeah, that, and I think that just not by everyone, but so by so many. Right, of course. Yeah, I, that just comes through a long line of art history and people, you know, for thousands of years paying a lot of money for paintings and and not paying a lot of money for you know rugs specifically, um, you know, through through the ages, and and that's just the sort of the hierarchy that's been set up there. Um, and so, like, career-wise, you know what I mean? It's sort of, um, I don't push my paintings right now in, in a way uh, where I, you know, be, I guess, pursuing a, a gallery-type career. I mean, I, I do sometimes, but it's just not my, been my focus for quite a few years. I just enjoy sort of making and like, going back to what it does to your mind and, um, how it, that, that, that activity and, and, um, sort of how you express yourself. Like, I think it's something I'll always do, but, um, as far as like trying to get into that fine art world, um, what am I trying to say here? I guess just, it's not exactly a world I want to be in right now. <laughs> it's not my scene at the moment. And that doesn't mean it won't be, it's going to be like that forever, but it's, um, there's definitely that air of, uh, some people might call it respect. Some people might call it snobbery. Some people might call it, you know, lots of different things um, that I'm not exactly full throttle interested. Now I am, you know, I, I appreciate that world. I'm, I, I use it as inspiration and um, in going to New York City next weekend. I'm going to go to a bunch of galleries. I'm going to let it inspire me, but it's, um, it's an interesting hierarchy that Instead of sort of, I examine it, but I also sort of remove myself from it. Mm -hmm. um, and as far as in my own life right now, painting and rug hooking, they're sort of at an equal level. So why would I want to mess that up mm -hmm. by letting these outside influences sort of come in? You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, it did. Did it happen? Um, did it? Did you just slide into rug hooking or was there a conscious effort to say, I'm going to make, turn, I'm going to, you know, become more artful with my rugs. I'm going to make it, I'm going to be really intentional about this. Or did it just, did you just find that you were doing that? It was intentional, I think. So when I came out of grad school, I knew that I wanted to do rug cooking and as a business um, and not to make it uh, seem really sterile, but I saw the potential of it as a business and being sort of this, you know, family craft that I have uh, a lot of resources at my disposal, a lot of influences at my disposal. I like doing it. So why not pursue it as a business? So when I started rug hooking, I started loop by loop studio. I knew that I wanted it to be a business. Um, and I, and after, you know, three, maybe three or four years, how long has it been? 
oh, quite a few years of developing that business, I finally um, had the time to start making rugs that were uh, a little, you know, as we were saying, sort of that divide, a little less saleable and a little more artistic. So I took the chance as soon as I could mm-hmm. um, do that to start making some designs that were in my head. And then from there, sort of kind of, uh, you know, has been snowballing, but I'm still working on business things while I'm working on my portfolio too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a really good answer. Cause I never really even thought about that. I didn't know. I didn't know why, Mm -hmm. uh, really, uh, you waited a while, but it was just, again, just another practical or another practical reason. There were just so many things and there are so many things. I think about the first years that I was in business was a long time ago now, but, I think about how much time I spent just, you know, making kits and cutting wool and packing packages. And, and there wasn't the time to think about making art in the same way. It just slowly, um, the slowly the opportunity opened up. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. So, so it wasn't like, um, yeah. What were some of the painting? Say that again? It wasn't a decision to leave painting behind, of course. It wasn't, it wasn't. Oh, no, no. Uh, Sorry, I didn't catch the end of that. Sorry. It wasn't a decision like to leave painting and to take your self-expression from painting and put it into rug cooking. No, no. And I would say um, since I've been, you know, making more artistic rugs, I've been painting more as well. Uh So, um, you know, I think they're definitely one thing's informing the other. It's, it's, It's more like there's less of a divide in my world, sort of what I was saying about um, how painting and rug cooking are kind of on even playing field at the moment. Um, It wasn't like switching from one to the other or switching from saleable work to not saleable work. It was, um, it's more that like, I have time to make work. So let's make it with whatever I have at my disposal. Yeah. And that's really great. Right. Like, that's like such a gift to, to myself. Yeah, it is. And so how do you do it? Do you divide, do you take some time every day or every week or how, how do you, how do you manage to do both? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, yeah, I, t- I take take time, try to take time every day. I've told you I've been doing these little post-it size paintings. Yeah. So I've been trying to, to pull them out and work on them um, every day. I have a studio outside of my home. So I usually have a painting going on at the studio, maybe a bigger painting. And then at home, I do these little small paintings. I can rug hook in either place, but mostly home. So I'll do that while I'm drinking coffee in the morning. Um, it's just being, uh, you know, disciplined, trying to have that discipline to work every single day, I think and is, um, that, is pretty important. I'm fairly naturally to you. Is it easy for you to, is it easy for you to follow that discipline? It is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is now. Um, Like I mentioned, when I worked a more traditional nine to five type job, I found it really hard to um, 
come home and work every day. I'd have little bursts of creativity um, here and there, and I would make some stuff. Um, but I was I was doing you know maybe some more crafty type projects to sort of just keep my hands moving. Um, so that was I guess a less inspired time in my life. But now that I work as an artist um, every day, I find that it's a lot easier to sort of bop around and, and do these different creative practices and and teaching helps too. That keeps me um, inspired as well. You know, just, I'm, I feel like I'm really delved into an artistic world at this point. And it's certainly not saying that you have to be a working artist to, to you know, sort of uh, work every day. Um, but I find that the deeper I go, the more I want to work. <laughs> yeah, it's true, isn't it? I know. Uh, it's like, it's like ideas don't run out. They just, they compound. I think ideas compound on each other. Like we build one, you know, one thing leads to another and uh, you just got to be watching. You, you have to be, I love the idea of like the whole idea of curating yourself. You, you have to curate your own ideas and your own work as you are building a, an arch, you know, life, a, a life as an artist. Someone, someone's got to be watching it and often. Oh, yeah. And they, you, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah, there's, there's not many rug hookers around me on the daily. So um, yeah, I mean, it's just curious, but also not being afraid to try things that might kind of not work out. Um, I mean, I, 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 every rug I have, I see things that I'm like, Oh, it could have been a little bit better, but it's hard to, you know, I don't, I don't really feel like going back and changing it. So I'll change it in the next one. And, you know, and then there's rugs that I pull everything out and I want to, you know, get it real, real right. Um, so it's like, you kind of have to, uh, let, give yourself the freedom to maybe make some, some things that aren't that great too. With painting and drawing, it's easy. Cause it's just like, Oh, you just throw the piece of paper and you get another one with rug cooking. You know, that's a process to make some, some real changes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, well, you know, let yourself make some things that are a little awkward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you have to, I think you have to make like in every, I think sometimes the bad work that you make is the better teacher than the good work because you, you're looking at it and you're, you're picking it apart and you're seeing things in it and, you know, and you're pushing yourself forward and you don't want to make that mistake again. I don't know. I think like good work, when you make a really great piece, it, it's exciting and it also pushes you forward when it's really great. But the truth is in a career, you know, if you make a hundred pieces a year, they're not all going to be really great. They're not all going to be really bad. There's some that are really great and a few that are really bad. And I think that they're really great ones. And sometimes the ones that are really not very good, they're the ones I learn the most from. And then the in-between is just the slow growth, you know, all the ones in between are just the slow, you know, and, but if you didn't do the really bad ones, you'd never get to the more half decent ones or the really yeah. ones. Yeah. I think it's part of the, part of the process. What do you want for your career? Like what, what do you, what, what's your dream for your career, Haley? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I mean, I, I guess I would say, um, 
I mean, I love spreading rug hooking. I think it's, you know, a, a, an important part of the practice again is to kind of keep the tradition alive. Um, I, th I think I mentioned, you know, having uh, some gallery type shows, you know, kind of, I think that might be sort of more of a short-term, short-term, long-term goals kind of to, to get rug hooking out there and um, show people the possibilities with it. Um, you know, there's writing too. Um, but ultimately, uh, yeah, I don't know, writing, teaching, um, not a terribly different from what I'm doing now, but maybe ramped up. <laughs> yeah. 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 You want to grow your business. Yeah, I think so. You yeah. Your art. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So. so you are like, I am the third generation. So you are the fourth, you're a fourth generation rug hooker in your family, possibly fifth. We don't know, right? Because we don't know about before. We don't right. know before my grandmother. We don't know mm -hmm. if they hooked or not, but they may have. So we're the fourth, you're the, I'm the third, you're the fourth generation rug hooker. Yeah. So got to keep it going. I have some nieces I'm trying to teach <laughs> rug hooking. Yeah. <laughs> my brother's kids and trying to get them, get yeah. them going. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely and mailed kids to their house. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it will yeah. it probably will keep going. Um, I hope so. You know, I, there's where there are, uh, well, you're the only one of the, this generation that I know of, of your generation that I know of that is hooking mats in our family, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Does it doesn't mean people won't no, in the future. Mean that, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And the next generation is all pretty young yet. So there's yeah, right. Um, and I think about boat building in our family, and that skipped a whole generation too, right? Boat building. Right. Yeah. Aaron. Yeah. Well, I guess my father may have built a boat when he was really young, like helped his father, but they didn't do it. And uh, then yeah. our, our our your cousin Aaron is now building boats. So it's sometimes right. Yeah, sometimes things skip a generation. Um, oh, yeah. How does that tradition affect your uh, your thought about what you're doing? Hmm. In our family specifically, or just, uh, you know, sort of the tradition of rug hooking? No, I'm thinking about you. Like, how do you feel about, about the fact that your great-grandmother would have hooked, or hmm. your grandmother, or how does that... Uh, yeah, I think it definitely... Happen? makes me feel close to family you know you sort of feel like this ancestral in ancestor bond you know um even though they're not people I ever knew um and yeah having that sort of uh feeling like I, I think about it in sort of an art historical context which you know I studied art history as a painter, I did, I'm not an art historian, but thinking about how um, people have expressed themselves through craft, um, you know, through, through throughout time and sort of uh, researching that slightly, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not an art historian, yeah. but how it, how expression comes through craft, um, even when you're not maybe uh, that's not the point of an object or, um, it's not, uh, it's just there anyway, you know what I mean? Through the hands of makers. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder what maybe those mats 
from great grandparents would have looked like, you know what I mean? If you could detect expression through them. Um, and, and yeah, thinking about the, the storytelling that kind of can happen in, in art objects. Um, that's what I think about when I'm making my work a lot, like how images can tell, tell stories. And, and yeah, I, I sort of wonder what stories they would have been telling, mm. if any, or if they just made yeah. whatever. <laughs> now, uh, your great-grandmother, uh, Emma, um, mm-hmm. she, Emma Wakeham, she would have, uh, uh, just one of my, uh, like one of her children told me, one of my aunts told me that she would draw the neighbor's boat and the neighbor's house, which I found interesting. Like she would draw patterns for other people in the community. Um, yeah. On my mother's side, she also hooked, her name was uh, Alice Ganny, but there was no mention of her drawing her own other than, well, yeah, there was a mention of her drawing her own in that she would take a piece of charred wood from the stove to mark on the mat, which was how you say you draw the pattern that she would take a piece of charred wood to mark on the mat. Um, I don't, I don't know much more than that. Like, uh, and I never knew them either, of course. Right. We didn't, you know, they were gone before I was born. Um, yeah. Yeah. But there is, yeah. I just feel like there is a genetic predisposition towards it in our family. I, I feel like, I feel like our muscles know how to do this, our hands yeah. know how to do this. And, and it also, I remember uh, writing once that it made me think, uh, I remember writing in an article for Peacework magazine like 30 years ago. Uh, it makes me feel like I am my grandmother in a way in another time and place. And, and they edited that line out. But I <laughs> remember really thinking, no, I, I'm serious. And it sounds, you know, kind of, uh, he, you know, eerie fairy. But I feel really a strong connection between the ancestors and, and me. And I'm sure you do, too. Yeah, no, I I think so. I think just knowing that there's been a history of of making um, in the in the family is definitely and it's also why I feel compelled to keep, keep it going and keep sharing it. You know, that's, that's the other other thing that it does motivates um, the sharing of it. How, how do you find it in your life as therapy? Like, how is art making therapeutic to you? Oh gosh. Uh, I mean, just knowing that if I, I don't make art, the sort of how cranky it makes me. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I don't know if I can de- define the doing, but I can define what happens when I don't do it. <laughs> it's like, you get a little hangry, you know, you get a little yeah. hangry, for it. Mm. but, um, but yeah, no, it's definitely, um, I mean, rug hooking, especially, you know, you know, just pulling loops. It's so meditative and, and repetitive and wonderful and, and, um, and, and just sort of like having a plan laid out that you're kind of executing and the, the accomplishment, you know, the sense of accomplishment when you're done. I mean, all those things, um, and, and being excited about seeing something come to life, painting and drawing, it's a little bit different. I feel like you're in the moment a little bit more, um, at least for me, for me, like it's a little, it's, it's less of passive loop pulling and more of just being actively engaged, um, for a period of time. Um, and, and they're both really valuable and, and, and relaxing and, you know, uh, really give you a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. I would say the same. 
Yeah. Have you learned about yourself through it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, for sure. Um, but in my uh, painting and drawing work, I very rarely, um, unless I'm working from life, which, you know, that's observing something and trying to sort of capture it, you know, uh, in my painting work, it's a lot of abstract work um, that's loosely landscape based. Um, in my rug hooking work, it's image based and uh, really thinking about why am I choosing certain images, themes, colors. I've had to think about it all um, that I have not done in my painting work, mm-hmm. maybe ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, really added to my um, my visual language, my uh, sort of the whys, why am I picking things and sort of intuitively, why am I drawn to certain subject matters um, in a way that's never happened in my fine artwork. Mm-hmm. So that's been very, very important for me. Um, I'm picking some natural elements, trying to do landscapes, I guess, um, adding in body parts, adding in what else have I been doing? <laughs> like trying to remember some of the rugs oh, I've been making. You've been doing some hands, hands, hands and eyes, and um, yeah, trying to see you know what it is that is inspired. Suns, big bright suns, um, and it's yeah, it's it's definitely has taught and is in the process of teaching me a lot about uh, why why am I making these things. Mm-hmm. had to really explain images. I've never had to do that. Explain Im- like my, my choice in, in subject matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed talking to you. I've learned a lot today. Um, tell people where they can find you if they, if they want to find you, your Instagram. And yeah, absolutely. Website. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, you can, see all my my work at loopbyloopstudio.com and that's also the instagram which is loopbyloopstudio and facebook page and um all that stuff all all the social medias i do youtube videos also um that are more about the technical side of of rug hooking if you need some tips mostly aimed at beginners um and then i also have a fine art website I wouldn't say I update that as often, but it's a uh, HaleyPerry.com and um, an Instagram for my painting, which is Haley Perry Paints. Um, and I think that's it. You can find me all over the place, basically. And Haley is H-A-Y-L-E-Y. Yes, that's right. Because sometimes whenever I go to find you, I go H-A-L and then I can't find you. Thanks for talking to me today, Haley. Oh gosh. Thank you so much. It's, it's been really nice to talk about all this, all this stuff with somebody who feels, feels it a lot. Yeah, it does. I do feel a lot and I do think about it a lot. Thanks a lot.